guys, and welcome to Morph Mom, the, the podcast. podcast. <laughs> this week, we are so excited to introduce you to two ultimate Morph Moms. Mm-hmm. They have morphed in business ways. They have morphed in mother ways. They have morphed within their current project. And let's just get started. You are now looking at Thyme Sullivan and Danielle Finkelstein, who happen to be cousins like we're sisters. We do. And co-founders, co-founders, the newly named unicorn. Yes. Newly so. named. But when we initially met, I met both of you. What year do we think it was? 2017? 2019. 19. Yeah. Was it? Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm like putting it way back. Okay. Oh, you're right. It was 2019. Now that I go back. And so we were at um, the mom 2.0 conference. Um, and we, I had just started a little newsletter called the pickup line with my, um, business partner, not this business partner, but another business partner in this endeavor. And you all had a company called the top organic project. And we met in a, in a, like following one of the sessions. And I remember hearing all that. These two women are so smart. There was a problem you saw there was a question you had and you just went right into it. And without me explaining, do you want to go back in time with how that all began? Back in time with time. Back in time with yes. time. Yes. <laughs> thyme time. She's going to start you with thyme time. <laughs> yes, which is usually not on time. But I want to throw into before you guys start. It's exactly. So when Patty came to me and said, I literally have just met the two perfect morph moms. I mean, you, you exemplify exactly what it is we do here, yep. which is trying to help women find their next steps by sharing the stories of those women who have already figured it out. And you found that invisible thing missing on the shelf and you put it up there. So I'm, I was so excited when she shared this with me and now we're so excited to share it with everybody else. Amazing. Amazing. Good. So, um, so yes, Danielle and I are cousins and co-founders and we are just next month entering our fifth year as entrepreneurs, co-founders together of what was Top the Organic Project and now is Unicorn. And we were really excited. Thank you for having us. When we first met you guys at a Mom 2.0 um, conference, and um, we're excited to share um, all of our morphs because we're kind of at that age. So my kids are now, next month, they'll be 17 and 19, and Danielle's are slightly younger. Yeah. Your kids are? I'm 15 and 15 and 13. So we're kind of in that same spot where everybody we know is asking, oh, my God, like, how did you do it? What made you do it? What do I do with myself now? Kind of that same thing. Um, We had two very different experiences that led us to entrepreneurship. Um, I had spent over 20 years working as an executive with Coke and Pepsi and Nestle and was away from my family all the time and climbing that corporate ladder. And my job was relocated and my family couldn't move. And I was absolutely devastated. And everyone asked if. I had the courage to become an entrepreneur and I didn't, I was a bit of a coward. I think I would still be selling Hot Pockets um, at a very high (laughs) level, of course, but um, I loved the security of the big company and my big job. However, I wasn't very passionate about it and I didn't use a lot of the products, but you kind of, that was what you did. You worked your way up the corporate ladder and the courage came when I had to decide, do I go get another big corporate job so I can stay here in Boston um, or do I... um, try to start something new and see what, you know, what else is possible. And at the same time, as luck would have it. Yes. So I had been also, I was 20 years in fashion. So I was at um, Ann Taylor coach Kate Spade and most recently was the chief merchant at Talbot's. Similar to Thyme, um, I was in that phase of 
there were sort of three things. I kind of do everything in threes, but one, I had stopped learning. I was at the like height of my career, that 25 year old self, like that was the dream job I was in. And I'd stopped learning. Um, it was a pretty toxic environment. Um, and last was, I just, I wasn't feeling fulfilled. Like I didn't feel like I had impact anymore. And I actually walked out of my job, height of my career, like literally walked in one day, today's my last day and walked out. Um, can I, can I and, ask you a question about that? So when you made yeah. that decision, cause a lot of women will say I'm done, but I'm scared to go without what's next. Oh well, yeah. Is oh. that consideration when you did it? So the bigger reason is, which we should share is both, both Thyme and I are, are the, we're the breadwinners in our family. And so for the two of us to make this change, I mean, for, for me, it actually was my husband who sort of, he just, he's like, babe, you're like, you're like a shell of yourself. Like you're an abused wife, but I'm not doing the, the abusing. Like this is, the, this is, this is the time. And I knew I would find something, but what I needed to do was recharge. And honestly, my, my intent was I'm going to take like six months off. I'm going to like reset, like really figure out what my next stage was going to be in my life. And two weeks after I left, I had, I had lunch with Thyme. And over this lunch, Thyme is like giggling and she's like, ha ha ha, how funny if we work together. And I was like, dude, I literally like, I am just trying to get my life back together. As she knows, for three years, I never went to a doctor. I never had, I never went to my gynecologist, never went to a dentist, like didn't have my mammograms, nothing because I literally worked so nonstop. Oh my um, <clears throat> because I literally like, it was so, it was so terrible. And so I'm like, all right, I'm going to fill in on all these. No, two weeks after I had that lunch with her, I was working with her. <laughs> I am the best bill person ever. Did you make a pitch? Did you have, like, we haven't actually yet spelled out to people who are listening what you guys do and what the original mm -hmm. business model was and what the need was that you saw that you went to go fill in. So did, Thyme, did you have the idea? And then you were like, hey, Danielle, I have a really great idea. Come work with me. I had spent, uh, I had actually spent a year sourcing product and I had just set up a website and was like, okay, I'm going to do this. So the idea was that I had a daughter and Danielle had a daughter. So it was very easy to pull at her heartstrings. And just like you both with uh, caring about what goes in and on your bodies, feminine care was kind of this wonky topic that nobody was talking about where it had come to cleaning products and makeup and food and everything else. And we said, this is crazy that the more research we realized that you didn't, they didn't have to list ingredients or test the impact of women's health. So it was originally just, we're gonna build the next like direct to consumer organic tampon company, which sounded great. Um, and we, that's exactly what we did. So I met her when I was right, ready to go. But what was so interesting is I had a sales and operations background. She was branding and marketing and somehow I convinced her to work harder than she's ever worked in her entire life for no pay. It was perfect. <laughs> but, but I think what hit me so much was yes, the original intent was around our daughters, but always from day one, the mission and what we set out was that we were going to advocate for women and we were out to advance women in society. And it was really about how would we go about and do that? And, and so that's really like, is that's been the, that's been the consistent thread, mm -hmm. even as we've made our pivot and he's been as we've morphed the business into the next, um, that's, that's actually really what inspired me. I was like, I get to be part of something that does have this impact that I was missing and time that was, you know, this was the, the mission that, that we built together. You know, I want to ask you guys a question. So again, with morphing and it's always, um, we kind of break it down to steps, right? So yeah, you got to figure out, you start negative before you're starting, like, where do I even begin? What's my passion? And you take that passion and you get the idea. 
that idea becomes a business and then that idea becomes a business becomes a story and you're marketing it. So going back to the passion part of it, which I think is almost the hardest thing because it's hard to find what we love again after we've taken care of everybody else in the world mm -hmm. and we revisit us again, we're kind of lost for a little bit. So I love what you're saying now that it wasn't just the passion only for your daughter, but for women in general, which mm -hmm. it all of a sudden, which then sort of empowered you to continue doing this and maybe in a little bit took away some of the fear of starting something new. And I, I'd love for you to share a little bit about that with women out there because that's a huge obstacle hurdle and it's something that stops people in their tracks a lot of times. Go ahead, then. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, for sure. I mean, we had no idea. And I think we just kind of set timelines. It's like we we, we really did it. It's actually probably great. It was we better. Thought we were it was very better naive. that we didn't know. I mean, we went out that first summer and tried to raise venture capital. We thought because of our pedigree and our huge network, probably met with 50 venture capital. We called it the summer of unlove. We didn't raise a cent. Like they could care less. Like it was so humbling. Oh my God, it was so horrible. And we were we're about to run out of money. And the, our big pivot is we were trying to run our brands like we had run them corporately. And we were kind of had sucked the fun out of it. And we were in a pretty down space. And it was that we did, we realized we weren't having fun. Um, and so we gave ourselves a timeline. And that was when Danielle and I were like, okay, let's do something. We had no money for PR. I went to a crappy Halloween website and bought this horrible tampon suit. Um, and I lives in like, Infamy, notoriety, I don't even know. Oh my God. It was, oh yeah. Watching it still the keeps popping up. Uh, well, and it should. In, in knowing you from the, I mean, <clears throat> I don't know. I don't, I'm saying early days, it's only four years ago, but watching you and watching it grow and your social media and pictures of you go ahead. Yeah, I, I, I mean, we were in Time Magazine last year with me dressed yes. as a tampon. Like, it's like bananas. You dress up as a tampon, people. And <laughs> she, yep, she does. And, it was Doesn't so funny because no one else. But the whole idea was I'm going to run the Reebok 10K for women in Boston. And if we get noticed and we can do something with it, great. If we don't, we'll just go get big crappy jobs and call it. So somehow the weather, well, it ended up, I was just happy it wasn't raining because I'm highly oh absorbent. That would have been so hot. But on the flip side, it was so hot, hot. that day. It was oh so hot. God. And it's like oh, boiled wool. I know. I, dr I dress up as a unicorn. Yes. So she, as part of our morph, like this is how the unicorn comes into it. So somehow that race, like that changed everything because we got no, but I had to train for that race. I was running around my town and I had kids in high school. They were like, mom, stop running by the high school dress. I was like, totally fair. If you Wait, can't you, sell drugs around like in the tampon, because you wanted to know is that what if I could yes. run six miles dressed in a boiled that is suit. Like so I was running around town. I was like with my friend, like I was like doing track work, like, and then I was like, well, this is kind of funny. I went to the supermarket, went to get my hair done, went out for yoga and I made all my friends. We got a bunch of suits. We all went out for Bloody Marys, um, which was hysterical. <laughs> like, no, it was just fun. But the whole point was once we brought fun into it, everyone's like, you can't dress up as a tampon. You're a CEO. I'm like, that's exactly why we can. <clears throat> and I think that once we understood that, we can do things our way and stop worrying about the, you know, everything that we were taught from the time we started our first job was to stay in line and follow the rules and do things how they've always been done and to untrain that muscle and to have fun. We, we have so much fun and that yeah. has truly been our secret sauce, but you can continue the story from what happened from there. <laughs> yeah, no. And I think from there, you know, that, that really catapulted us into where this next was going to go. And then right after that, we ran into COVID. 
Um, and so, you know, here we are, we're in the middle of COVID, like, how do we think about the business? And here was yet another sort of pivot that we had to make or morph at this time. <clears throat> and what happened during that time was we were getting a lot of organizations reaching out to us um, about making donations. Um, and so we're like, okay, yeah, we'll make some donations and, you know, see how we can partner with a lot of these, these organizations because a lot of what they were looking for, what they were looking for period products because there was no access to period products. Actually, there was a shortage of period products during this time. Same thing as toilet paper, it happened then. So we were making donations. And from there, then a lot of these organizations started purchasing from us. And so there became this time that Thyme and I were recognizing, like, and even from when we started. So forget about the box on the shelf. Like we were always like, okay, we can solve for the box on the shelf. We'll make a great product, like, you know, so on and so forth. But the one thing that from the very beginning that both like stuck both of us, we were like, I don't understand this entire bathroom space. Like there are these big machines that have been in there forever. Who carries a quarter? They're always broken. They're rusty. The product, the quality of the product is horrible. And also the whole idea of a woman literally like waddling out, she's got her period and she has like waddle out to the common area to go get something. So this has always been something we were trying to figure out, like, what's the solution? What's the solution? So we had this whole side of like this bulk side of this business that was selling to the nonprofits. We had our retail shelf, but we realized because of where our original mission always was, was, okay, how do we advocate for women? How do we advance women in society? It actually has to happen in the bathroom space. And yeah. so two years ago, we, we made this very bold decision and it's now been over the last last really year and a half is transitioning over into this was we set out to let's design and develop our own dispenser but the biggest difference it has to be in the stall if you're truly going to create change if you're truly going to create equity and access it has to physically be in the stall wherever there's toilet paper there has to be period products and that's really where we made this shift and probably the biggest and, and Thyme can speak to this best is, you know, we were in over 2000 retailers. That was exciting. Like we had, you know, target.com, we were Wegmans, we were, um, ATV, ATV Sprouts, all of these like Fresh very, market, very well-known, um, respectable, um, grocery stores. And we made a very bold decision. I mean, Thyme, you can take from there. Yeah, it was. So well, we did. <clears throat> yeah, go ahead. I just have a quick question. So prior to this, you said you guys were already in the stores. You, it was a packaging. It was all done. Yep. Did you have a distributor and a manufacturer and a producer already lined yeah. up prior to that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. So we, oh, yeah. So first thing we did was got manufacturing. <clears throat> then we went um, direct-to-consumer subscription. And that is a very heavy lift and very expensive, expensive. to uh, customer acquisition costs. And we were kind of on the late end of that wave. Um, then we had a successful Amazon business. Um, and also, we were in about 2,000 retail doors. And in order to do that, we have a European manufacturer. And then because of our backgrounds, we had um, a grocery broker. We were using the two biggest natural distributors, UNFI and Kegi. We are using a big uh, national grocery broker. And we targeted which retailers that we wanted to be in based on their how they embrace innovation and, and their uh, impact and um, how they looked for natural and organics and sustainability. And so we, by all you know appearances, had a perfectly successful business, but we were never gonna make the impact that we set out to do. We were only going to be able to donate so much and those donations really weren't solving period poverty. And that statistic that kept sticking with us, it was before COVID, it was one in five girls. Since COVID, one in four girls has missed school or work because they didn't have access to period products. And you can't fix that just by donating even one for one or a percentage. The whole reason that this is happening it is because they're not available. 
everywhere there's toilet paper. There's no toilet paper poverty. It is a janitorial expense. And we thought, what if we had a dispenser that went right above the toilet paper and we could talk to property managers, we could talk to businesses, we could talk to about this being just a basic employee benefit so that it will eventually push down into all public spaces. And you're seeing this legislation start to happen. There was zero states when we started this company. Now I think there's, what is there, 17, 17 states? states. That are requiring period products in public spaces, and they don't know how to do it. Canada is about to require it in every single building that's recognized by the government. You're seeing all this wave, but nobody knows how to execute it. And truly, by putting it in a basket, even in the sink, it's an afterthought. You still have to waddle out to the common area. If you have the machine, it's still inferior products. It's still, it didn't fix the problem. It truly wasn't equity and access. And I mean, and you can tell how we had our, how we had our start. Yeah, no, I, but I think that I think there were two things that really happened too, though, is when we were in our old, old world of like top the organic project, we were so focused on just actually having the conversation with women and talking to women and talking to women. And what we recognized is we actually had to bring men into the conversation in order to have them as allies. It's not that they're, they're, they're in this, but it, it was to have them as part of this, this conversation. Like, look, Every man has some woman in their life in some shape or form, mom, sister, aunt, daughter, wife, whatever it is, cousin. And by bringing them in, and we always, we use the analogy. I mean, we'll tell you, like we actually met Jamie Dimon, who's the CEO of what you guys probably know as J.P. Morgan Chase. We met him at a cocktail party and we, we had got to talk to him. But even for him, what we said is like, look, you're not carrying toilet paper around with you. You never have. And so why have women been doing this forever? Like it is, it is a bodily function. This is just, this is such a basic need and it's about dignity. It's about access. It's about equity, every single one of those. And as soon as we started bringing in, and part of the thing that I was just talking about is a lot of the folks that we end up talking to are on the janitorial side, 85% of them are men. And so we had to figure out how to tailor that conversation to them and really ensure that they were advocates with us um, because they could see the benefit of what this meant to their buildings and to their employees. Um, and to then also, the, the, we've, we had a couple of guys, we went to this conference, the least sexy conference we've ever been to in the entire world, which ended up being one of the best things we ever did. We love this organization. It's called IFMA, International Facility Managers Association. So like going from like a mom 2.0, no, 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 ladies, like seriously, going from mom 2.0 to International Facility Management Associations, like we were the sexiest thing that you could ever imagine that was there. Very, literally, they were like, and everything is unicorns and everything is like pretty and happy. And, you know, here we are like our our flowery selves. Um, But all the men that came through and we had one and this was actually really exciting for us it was actually american express and one of the guys he came through and he's like i get to be a hero like this is awesome he's like i've got a wife and a daughter like i get to actually bring this to the organization present it as an idea and honestly like we do we call him a hero all the time because he was so bold to bring this to his organization to install it in all of the entire tower in in new york and then it rolled out to all their other offices as well as in toronto but the coolest thing is the day we did the installs with him, the, there was nobody in the office on Fridays, and we go into one of their top executive offices, and they all have their own, any of the females have their own bathrooms. And he was bold enough to actually install it into her bathroom without asking. And the next week, he got a response like, congratulations, this is awesome. Thanks for putting this in. Like, it just, and that's the, he put himself out there by doing that. But that was, that was the piece is like, he actually recognized, and we're seeing that over and over, over. and over again, that this is, 
this is the response. Um, and so you get it from their side, and then the, actually they're the response from the, the recipient, the, truly the employee or the person who's utilizing it. We've been doing it. And so with J.P. Morgan Chase, we installed in some of their um, branches here in New England. Thyme and I actually all did of the branches installs. We did all the, yeah, yeah, all of the branches, but we did some of the installs. We had women crying in the bathroom with us. literally saying you've removed a mental load that I have had to carry for years that I've had to leave the office. I've had to worry about my time in my day and I don't have to do this anymore. This is an organization that cares about me, that is progressive enough to think about this and to do this because they recognize this. And And I mean, we're just getting started. That's the crazier part. (laughs) That we've, that even that we've lived this long without that being something, it's such a, it's so, obvious once you're saying that it's happening and equating it to toilet paper and it just being like a basic dignity versus you know like i remember in my first jobs and having to like i didn't want to carry a bag into the bathroom because then everyone knew right like that was the big red flag when you were in Mm -hmm. high school your little little sports sack where you're like oh yes but then it shoving it up your sleeve while you're walking into the bathroom and then it falls out while you're walking if it happens to 51 percent of the population how is it like you're taking something that that is normal for 51 percent of the population and normalizing it to the rest but what you're saying is like the methodology that they're like how you're doing it is just it makes sense when you're just speaking to we're all in the tent we all yeah. know yeah. right like that's what you're saying the pivot was like we all know so you're preaching to the choir but then by yeah. coming the unicorn you're expanding it. well and if you think about it it's just because we didn't ask we yes. didn't ask oh my gosh that's like we didn't ask men got changing tables in the men's mm-hmm. room because they asked for them we just never mm-hmm. asked and quite frankly wow. men are been every man we pitch this to says yeah this makes perfect sense like i yeah. want to be a hero of course i would do this for women like yeah. and women often push back like well how much does it cost like we're okay we're like we put up what? with it this long i'm like stop being a martyr yeah. i really think right. it's a matter of just asking and we're and if, when you meet people like jamie diamond that says you know what yes i'm going to do this for every single branch across the country because i've made a commitment to support my employees and women and we're going to do this and, and once you get on that list it's truly creating this change in society that this is just the expected norm. I expect it just like expect toilet paper. And we had to start with some of the biggest companies and the biggest voices to show an example of how easy, how low cost and high impact this is for women and equity and dignity and workplace experience and all of these other things that they talk about that you can actually show that you're doing. Yeah. Well, you said like starting from the top with the big companies. Will this eventually go to schools and shelters and absolutely, public absolutely, I mean, absolutely. This, this new thing that you guys and have- right now we are very fo- like we are definitely focused on corporate um, and, and focused there as a as a benefit, right. um, and we're moving into the medical systems um, and so into hospitals as well. Like thinking about truly thinking about you know you think about the nurse the, the nurse population right now and like we, there is there is a nurse shortage and so this now becoming a benefit of like listen you guys you're looking to retain. Your, your employees, but also as women are returning back. I mean, we know COVID was so hard on women. And so you have women coming back into the workforce, but also coming back into the office. So what are the things that you can just remove? Like we've been in so many like unbelievably gorgeous, gorgeous buildings 
ping pong tables, video game rooms, like everything you can imagine. Free food, food spreads, free like, drinks, it's like insane. And you're like, you walk in and you're like, did you guys like no forget that you have female employees here? There's none. And there's state of the art buildings. And so this is really like, it's just, it, again, it, it, it is no fault to men because they're not in the bathroom with us. And a lot of the cases, it's because men are doing the designing and they're doing this. And so it's, there's an education piece that needs to happen, but this really does become finally of like flipping on, you know, thinking on the other side is this is, this is the, a, a ba- like, this is just so basic from a retention and from a employee satisfaction. I mean, all of these components and all the different conversations, like we're it's what's what is powerful is that this truly is it's a systemic change and it's going to happen in i mean time and i say it all the time this is going to happen in our lifetime um you know this truly is like the proudest moment i think both of us could ever have and the legacy that we leave is that this next generation won't remember a time that there weren't period products in the bathroom um or in the stall i'm not even going to say bathroom in the stall and that's actually like that's the thing that like i get i inspires both of us every day like i get goosebumps that's what makes me like jump out of bed every morning and like let's go do what we're doing um and the coolest part out of all of this thyme why don't you take this about the I, yeah so you may be wondering at home how do we keep it fun because we're still talking about squares and cylinders made of cotton <laughs> um you know we're still talking about periods and nobody wants to hear it um so but what we did is we have this really incredible branding um and marketing agency that helped us develop this strategy and they said how are you if we had had that same booth um, at the IFMA show, it said top organic project, people would have walked right by just like they walked by the paper shredders and, and all the other things. You know, they brought us a, a unicorn mascot, which is so memorable because everybody was like, oh my God, the unicorn, the unicorn, tell us about the unicorn. They come over, they'd be like, what is this? We're like, can't put the pads. They'd be like, ah, and I'd be like, well, now you have to talk to us because you came over. So, but it, it truly did make it like memorable and, and catchy and approachable at these shows that we've been going to. The mascot though was just part of it. The other thing that they did that was so cool that we didn't think of is having a QR code on the side that everybody knows how to use them since COVID because we all like unfortunately all your menus and everything else but they put entertainment in every stall that QR code updates every week and it's not to our website and it's not an ad it's just like TikTok type videos and they can be absolutely anything and they've been working tirelessly to create all this content <clears throat> because nobody's ever brought entertainment like how fun is that you go in the bathroom you're like holy shit there's a unicorn oh my god there's free product oh yeah and it's organic and oh my god what happens when I scan this QR code and this shareable like delightful pg-13 content like comes up that we're not going to offend people but it should be fun and if you can bring any fun into the stall because listen let's face it periods are not fun but a unicorn is awesome everybody loves unicorns the qr code is really fun and the crazy like they this is so incredible they've been following us around for a year and a half with a camera and this is not easy to do because you know you're not always at your best okay but what they said is we have to document every step of this because there will be a day when your daughters and women don't remember going into a bathroom and they're not being toilet paper. And we need to remember the leaders, the organizations, the podcasts, the the influencers, the amplifiers, the people that were out there that embraced this, told the story, were early adopters before it was mandated. There needs to be a record of how this happened because this is happening. Just like you don't remember there not being Wi-Fi and all the other things that we take for granted, your cell phones and everything from disruptors like Netflix and Uber and all the Airbnb, all these things that you thought were never possible. This is such a basic thing. Everybody's saying this is so simple. I don't understand why nobody's done it. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yes. Yeah, so you want to be been, in a documentary? Yeah, oh, it's been. I, I know. We actually. We. Should, yeah. I wonder if they. Should, we should actually have you guys. We are. Wait, they I should be down it. there for the. Um, I have a question for like, we'd love to do that. Every, well, we, yes, we would love to do that. We're totally in. We'll clear <laughs> Well, get your red. Get your red carpet. Uh, you know, outfit ready. Like, because that, that's what this is going. This going to happen. <laughs> that would be a tampon yeah, costume, right. right? Oh, perfect. Um, yeah. Now, how, how did you? How was that very first moment of? This is this is the bit. This is what we're going to do first. Oh, I mean, the the validation came when we were at that conference. Like that was our validation. We were like, well, we actually last it the the real date was last June, so June of last year. So we just hit our one year when we were like or official. Like we were, had already like six months. We'd you know rebranded to Unicorn. We were working on all of that, but and nobody had seen any of this. So I think the other thing too is like we went a year. We've it was almost a year and a half of like us behind the scenes. We're rebuilding this brand. And we're doing all of these things behind the scenes. We're still like, you know, slowly, slowly starting to transition out of top. And finally, though, like we were like boldly our entire team. So one thing that we do once a month is we do these team offsites. We all work remotely. And these offsites are like are the absolute best thing. So we go for three days. It's a commitment for everybody. And they know so for their families and everything. And it's just us as a team. And we rent these like really cool houses. And it is three days of like. The first night we get there, it's total debauchery. Like, but the most important thing is like this time together. It's like we are just we're strategizing. Like, it's conversations. It's stuff that you you, you just can't do over a Zoom and even in a conference room. Like, it's just it's never going to happen that way. And that's probably been one of those like groundbreaking moments for us as a team to come together and just also bond us together even more f- and faster than I've ever been. Like, I think of all the teams I've ever worked with. I've this relationship we have with the nine of us. It's like you we're family. It's unbelievable. Um, and so that's really helped to progress this faster than we ever anticipated. I think the piece, though, for, for both time, like we just we have a fire in our belly. Like both of us just have a huge fire in our belly. And we still go back to this one phrase from Marie Forleo is everything is figure outable. Oh, my and God. That was like no my, ma- that mm-hmm. was my thing. Remember, she used to make those videos like. Yes. And you, I, I, t- I went to B school. I took that class. Oh, you did. Oh my God. That's so funny. But it's that, it, but it is that word that both of us were like, listen, yes. we can, we can figure this shit out. Like we can right. figure it I out. Crazy. I say it all the time. And my kids think that that's my saying. Yeah, they're like, mom, shut like, up. Are you going to tell them everything is figure outable one more time? And I'm like, yeah, I'm it is. Mom. You got to figure it, it is. Like, from Marie Forleo. Yeah. Yes. She was great. And the other mantra we have lived by is we are obsessed with Sarah Blakely and we definitely like met her at a conference because we stalked her um and we got a grant from her because i applied like 25 times because I, I we were meant to be friends she doesn't even know it yet but we're like super tight didn't you win yes from yeah we got her yeah. global giving grant during covid um so which was really incredible we did get to meet her over a zoom call and and uh, she gave it her cell phone number, which turns out I think is a burner. Yeah. Um, so I was like, I have, her, I have her cell phone. I was like, dude, you do not. It is just like an SMS that's coming out. It's like you call it and it's like, psych. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know why she doesn't respond. Um, no, but she's so real. But her line that sticks with us is that you can do serious things. You you could do serious things without taking yourself too seriously. And we're like, we just have to keep it fun. And I love what you're saying about people have such specific questions. You know, one of the things we were talking about this week as a team is that 
everybody after they sell their company is happy to go back and talk about everything and what happened. He goes, there's so few people that are talking about it during their journey. And people have a lot of questions. Like they really want to know, like, how did you find your manufacturer? Like, well, I had to go to I, Europe several times. And uh, at one point I, I may or may not have cried to the owner of one of the factories and <laughs> like, but whatever it takes, but people want to hear those stories and they want to hear like all the tough times that we had. And, and so, you know, we've talked a lot about, you know, is this documentary just a documentary or is it small well, pieces along the way? And we think that, you know, that, that that's important for us to share. So we're going to start sharing out on LinkedIn, just, um, pieces of the journey along the way, because we think that's where the audience like cares the most. And that's where, because there had, there's been some really crazy shit that has gone down. And it's, it's, it, we all, the thing to make each other feel better yesterday was one of those days. I was like, if it was easy, everybody would do it. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. And you just brought up something. And I know we got, we've kept you way over, but by the way, we could go on. I'm about to go make dinner. Can we have people. cocktails next time? <laughs> But a lot of what we do at More Fun with these More Fun on the Move events, huge part of it is exactly what you just said is we start off with, and I'm so grateful to everyone being so open about it, but I start off with what didn't work because immediately you make the connection with anybody out there who's struggling just in life in general, mm -hmm. forget the social media perfection. It's, this is the real stuff that happens. Some you get over, some you don't. And if you can't, you figure out how to get, do something else. So that's a huge part of what we share. And I'm just so excited that you just said that, which actually leads me into a perfect segue because you are looking at two of our speakers. Well, Thine will be speaking, Danielle. I don't know. We're trying to. We're working on it, but they'll be there. Is Danielle? Are you still there, Danielle? You look a little frozen. You're frozen. Oh, I'm. I'm oh. Am I frozen? All right. Well, we're gonna we're gonna go in a minute. <laughs> am I still frozen, Danielle? Just yeah. so everybody knows. So our next event. Am I still is frozen? Be Thursday, September 28th in Rye, New York. Yeah. And the Unicorn co-founders <laughs> are going to be there. So not only will you get to hear their incredible wisdom and learn from them, yeah. but you'll get to meet them. And maybe, maybe time will. Show up in a. <laughs> I have several. We could all be. We could be a whole box of tampons. And I can oh come as I can come as the unicorn. By the way, that. we're gonna have time. The, the event goes nine thirty to two, and then five to eight. So from two to five, I mean, maybe we do a little run in a tampon suit. No, <laughs> we should have. No, one she's been dreaming to do tampons. a. She's it been doing be oh. dreaming. Oh. Just like tampon talk. No. we'll just all sit around. Oh. No, so oh. thimes. And we'll just oh talk about like podcast time. Tampon tell their like most like embarrassing story like everybody's got one or like whatever like they tell any story tell a joke like i don't care oh my i gosh. think that that's a one panel should be tampon time like a, i will bring suits but time you also have they're the opportunity amazing. for a flash mob quite flattering i'm telling you this is like we're, we're doing that your regular or junior or <laughs> extra large extra super large. super <laughs> that's amazing All right, um well, you guys thank it's you a day. so much we kept you a little bit over, but as you guys Again, can we see, can keep going and going. I mean, you're, what you've done is so admirable for two reasons. And thank you. Thank you. But all, it's like what you've done just to teach all of us as more moms out there learning to what to do. It's inspiration. But at the same time, an incredible benefit of it is that you're helping so many women out there as well. So your mission is that, you know, it's a passion Amen. within and a passion that goes far beyond you and is reaching everybody. And as you said, God knows where, what's going to where it's going to end up, what's going to happen, but making history. Yeah. yeah, you have. Awesome. So thank you yeah. guys. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you for having us. Thank you. We'll see you thank soon. You. We can't wait. We'll see you soon. And fine. Wait, how do people find you? Ah, oh, yeah. right. Yes. Okay. Most important.
I know. So find us. We have our Amazon store set up and our website has been rebranded as magicaldopamine.com because as crazy as it sounds, nothing makes you happier. That is actually the definition of happiness. Unicorns make you happy. Magicaldopamine.com. Yes. Because all the unicorn sites were taken. So we had to take that to a whole new right. level. <laughs> Magical dopamine. That was a, that's a, it's good. Very I know, good. right? It, it, like if you can't spell it, ask, ask chat. You'll figure it out. Um, it's pretty <laughs> fun. Like, it's a much different website than anything we've ever done. There's a lot of content there. Um, and all the, all of our sales now go through Amazon. And, uh, yeah, it's a, there's horoscopes. There's recipes. There's all kinds of unicorn fun there. <laughs> on on um, Instagram, what are you guys? We're not. We're, uh, we're only with our new company. We're doing LinkedIn. And it's uh, actually LinkedIn is actually called Unicorn, a top product. And our website is Magical Dopamine. And so find us on LinkedIn and um, our website and Amazon, which is our unicorn tampons and pads. Have you heard of Amazon? <laughs> and so, guys, by the way, <laughs> exactly. if you go to morphmom.com, M-O-R-P-H-M-O-M.com, the tickets will be on sale soon where you can meet our unicorn co-founders. We're so excited. We can't wait. And uh, we have to end this each time. Never keep morphing. Right, right. So if nothing we haven't learned, if we've learned nothing, <laughs> we don't, know I, don't know, I don't know. I'm so We lost. know nothing. <laughs> but we do know this. Always, always, always. Keep, keep morphing. morphing. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> Good job. Bye, guys.